<laughs> well, so much for the clever intro music, huh? <laughs> no, this is actually not going to be a wrestling theme show. This is more of the uh, the funeral march song that was used for the Undertaker's entrance. <laughs> Minus the ringtones that. <laughs> well. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> Rest. In. Hold on, I have to check this. <laughs> okay, where were we? Okay. It's serious now. Yeah, yeah, we're, we were. Uh, welcome back to. Should probably always do the intro first, huh? <laughs> Welcome back to Keep It Down with Whiskey Nick. I am your host, Whiskey Nick, and today's recording comes from. That's Whiskey right, Whiskey Nick. <laughs> we are here with the one and only Big Ben Shady from hey. Like It or Not. Hey, everybody. How's it welcome, going tonight? Welcome, welcome. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Special guest in the evening in the house. Special guest. <laughs> Trying to we get were, with a little Undertaker music there. Reason for that was we were actually talking about death earlier. We were having a fairly decent conversation and thought let's uh, record some of these ideas that we were having. Um, things like what do you want done with your remains when you're dead? Do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? And it took a turn to, to all that kind of stuff. And I throw me in the fire. I'm all for cremation. I don't really have any care as far as what gets done with my ashes when I'm gone. Tracy's asked me, what do you want done? Do you want them spread somewhere? Do you want to do anything? I don't care. You know, use me for a, use me for an ashtray. I don't really care. I'm dead, you know. But there are some people out there that are very partial, very uh, tied to things. You know. Um, All right brain farting again with the words, you know, <laughs> have attachments to places and stuff like that, and I think it'd be cool to have their ashes spread there, but. Yeah, I, I feel, you know, when I die, I really don't want to have a full-fledged funeral and a casket and everything. I kind of want everybody to remember me as the happy Ben, go lucky, big Ben shady, you know, having a good time, live for the moment, making people laugh. You know, the the ever-loving friend, the father, the mm -hmm. husband. You know, I don't want you guys to see me in my final state, being a cold body laying in a casket and everything. Mm -hmm. and everybody whimpers and whines into tears, you know. The last time you see, you know, people see you in the physical form, you know, before the casket closes and that. But I'm, I'm a believer of cremation, I think. It'd be something I would do, too, when I pass on. I told my wife that she, I think she's going leaning towards cremation and everything too. And if there's anything that I really lean towards actually wanting, and even then I don't really care too much because I'm dead. But like, if you want to have some sort of gathering for me, where you know you get the pictures on display, or 
have a small ceremony where everyone gathers and says their final thoughts or whatever, that's fine. Keep it laid back. You know, do it at a fucking bar somewhere. You don't have to do it at a funeral home in a somber setting. You know, have music playing, have alcohol flowing, you know, just come and hang out and tell stories. Just be happy like I would be, like I want you to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were talking our parents and what, you know, because they're getting up there in ages and hell we're getting up there in ages <laughs> but you know what what they want done and all that and um, my mom was pro burial she's got a plot uh, her parents actually bought two extra plots and so amongst the three kids you know my mom my aunt my uncle they, they got to figure out who's getting those two and now my mom is now leaning towards cremation so that opens that up more but same thing, she, she doesn't know what she wants done with her ashes, you know. She's She does the snowbird thing, so she's down in Florida for six months out of the year. And I ask her, you know, okay, do you want me to, you know, take your ashes down there or come down there with your ashes and maybe spread them across one of the beaches or something like that that's nearby or something like that. And she, she doesn't want that, but she doesn't know what she wants. Hmm. Um, my dad's... Uh, I believe he's getting buried somewhere. He's got his plot and all that shit set up. He's already got all the everything go with the funeral home and everything, so he's he's got it nice and easy. But we were saying we were pro cremation, anti burial because of the work involved in that. It becomes more of a process. It becomes a chore to have to go to the cemetery to clean off the plot and the grave area, the trim back stuff, plant flowers all the time. It, it almost becomes like an obligation to go during, you know, the deceased funerals and certain holidays and, you know, it, it almost gets in the way of living your own life, you know? Right, right. Um, my, my dad, he hasn't been to the, his cemetery to see his folks in about 15 to 20 years and, that, and they're... They're in a cemetery out there and uh, out, out in the other part of town and everything. And he just can't get out there all the time because mm -hmm. he's busy with his life. He's working, he's doing his thing and everything. And he he wants to go see his folks and that, you know, at the cemetery, pay respect and sit, talk and say hi, you know, lay some flowers out. But it's just hard for him to get everything. I guess in the beginning when their parents do pass on or that love would, excuse me. You. That you're <laughs> that you're out there maybe a year or two busy, you know, lay some flowers out or just come out and talk when you can. But then after that time goes by, your past past time passes and you're just busy doing your own thing. You know, you just don't have that time anymore. You know, and that and uh, I've been doing a thing too. And my grandma now passed. She passed. This will be 19 years. She's been gone, and I've went out. It's me and my mom. This is to be the fifth year going, and we visit her at the cemetery, and then we'll lay some flowers out and talk. And I tell my grandma, you know, oh, you should see your granddaughter. She's doing great. She's getting bigger every day. You were here. I know you would love her, and you'd spoil her, and, you know. And, but she's definitely going to hear stories about you one day when she's old enough. And, and then we just can't get out there all the time like at Christmas time. My grandma, we'd go visit her, it'd be in August on her birthday, but we can't go visit her at Christmas or Thanksgiving or my birthday or anything like that or throughout the year or during the summer hours. It's just, it's tough because you're doing your own thing. You're living your life. 
you know, you just can't make that obligation. And then, and uh, going back to my dad's parents and that, their tombstones and their grave markers are going down a little bit, sinking so in. Sink. And then, should try to call whoever's in charge of all that to raise up them grave markers because they don't get sunk in and everything. Yep. Some of these funeral homes, they don't, or not funeral homes, some of these cemetery sites, they don't really take care of it. Some are good and some are, you know, don't take care of everything. Toledo Memorial Park, they take care of their stuff, but somebody like a Calvary, they don't. And that, and for me, when I die too, I want to be a cremated, you know, put me cremation and have ashes. And I want my wife and I want my daughter to remember me, my family to remember me as the happy-go-lucky, you know, have fun, live for the moment guy, you know. Yeah. Happy thoughts, don't think of me. Don't see my body laying in a casket and your last time you're seeing me in a physical form to where I'm, you know, you're crying, you know, ooh, you know, shedding tears, you know. Think of me and be happy, you know. Yeah. Do my cremation and you guys can sit and have a, like you said, have a, a wake at the house or something, just bullshit and have stories and have good thoughts and have happy times. Yeah, yeah, keep keep the positive feeling alive um uh december 26 2019 my wife lost her aunt and uncle in a motorcycle accident it, it was a beautiful day after christmas like you know 55 degrees sunny and beautiful and they were out on the bike and it just act you know it, it was just a weird accident and unfortunately they both perished but it was uh the the funeral was like a week later and the kids you know her cousins decided that at their parents house up there they would have kind of like a remembrance fire a big bonfire and it was one of the neatest things ever because everybody was there you know I mean some people that didn't make the wake and that were there some people that didn't make the funeral were there I mean you're, you're, you're talking packing 200 people around a big giant bonfire that thing was fucking roaring I mean the, you know there's kegs of beer or not you know cases of beer all over the place I actually made a point to stop at the cigar lounge I dropped 200 bucks on what did I get you know two dozen cigars for everyone to pass around to smoke just for shit you know because Uncle Jim would have liked that he would have had a cigar with me if he was there you know yeah. but it was a neat moment to, to do something like that to have a to go out with an extreme positive like that my personal feeling for for having a burial plot is one it's obligatory you know you feel like you have to go you feel like that's the place to go be when I die I don't want you to feel like you have to come to a mausoleum or come to my come to my burial or you my plot and that that's your place where you need to come talk to me I've tried to have the heart-to-heart -heart with the kids but they're so young and don't fully understand but my, my theory is when I'm dead my body's gone if you're feeling something or remembering me or wanting to talk to me, just, I'm in your heart. Just start talking, you know, just talk. Because having to, you know, take your time out of your day, you know, it, it seems like it's an easy thing to do, but it's an inconvenience in the busy-ass times we live in. Jobs, you know, life. You, you move six states away, you're going to fly back to go, you know, once, twice, three times a year to go tend to a grave. No, that's not the case at all. So it's, they'll get older, they'll understand, and I'll keep 
hitting that point, you know, then I'll always be there in your heart. So if you ever want to talk to me, that's it, you know, just start doing that. But to have that physical place that you feel like you have to go to, I, I, I'm not a fan of that. I think that's overrated. I know a lot of people find comfort in that. A lot of the hardcore Catholics are firmly believed in, you know, the body returns to the earth and all that. And that's your place. But it, it, it's almost like your last memory of that place is always sad that that's where you said your last goodbye yeah. you know it was a very somber very unhappy moment and then moving forward with your life because time marches on like it always will time is undefeated you'll, you'll never beat time <laughs> um, it, it, it's almost like a regression you know you're moving forward with your, your life you're not necessarily moving on but you're just moving forward you know we all have those things where the simplest of thing jogs your memory of someone who's passed away. That's all you need, you know? You don't really need to do much more to go somewhere and then, then all of a sudden be hit in the mouth again with that sadness, with that empty feeling, with that feeling of loss, you know? It's, it's almost like it takes you away from moving forward and moving, moving on with your own life, you know? Yeah, I agree, yeah. I was telling Whiskey earlier, we were talking, I got an aunt and uncle from Georgia, they were almost married for almost 50 years, and my uncle, my uncle just passed a few years ago from dementia, battle with dementia, and he was cremated, and my aunt has his ashes at the house now, and that my aunt's up there, she's eight, almost, or she is 80, and she told her daughter, she said, when I die, I want you to take my ashes and your your dad's ashes, go to down to South Carolina, and dump them in the Atlantic Ocean because that was our favorite spot. We had a favorite spot to go visit for vacations yearly, you know, and that's something that we wanted, you know, go for our wishes, you know, we'd be both buried and spread our ashes together in the Atlantic Ocean in South Carolina, and she's gonna do that when that time comes and that. And right no, now, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, because it's also not just the one person, it's the couple. It's, it's It was their place, not his place here, her place there. It's like, we want to do this together, go there together, that's our place. So that's cool. Yeah. I like that. That's really neat. Yeah. That's really neat. And I, then I told my wife, I said, when I die, I want to be cremated and maybe take my ashes maybe out to the ocean. If it's both Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean, but either or, but if I went out, you know, I I'll told take my, him to the Indian Ocean for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I told my wife, I said, hell, you know, take me to California, out the Pacific, dump my ocean, dump my ocean. <laughs> dump my ocean in the ashes. <laughs> dump my ocean in the ashes. It's been a night of words not working, so it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> but I dump my ashes in the ocean, because that, that would be just a perfect ideal paradise, you know. Mm -hmm. It's sunny, blue skies, the winds cracking the ocean waves are going and it's just it's just peaceful out there yeah i mean a person could go sit out in the ocean have a beach chair and just lounge and lay out in the sun all day and that's my paradise that would be for me i'd be happy with that regardless know? of the high cost of living just because everybody wants to be there that's just supply and demand you take the politics and all the crap that that's you know, what, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, doesn't matter. You just take the politics out of California. California's got to be the per perfect place. That's got to be your paradise right there. Yeah. You don't have the humidity of like Hawaii and Florida. You know, you don't have the bugs out there as much. It, it's just 
California's fucking beautiful. It's just Down outside into, of California, though, you got the earthquakes and mudslides. Yeah, like, yeah. The, <laughs> when it's not burning. <laughs> but no, California, weather-wise, is just fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, Tracy's asked me numerous times what I want done with my ashes. I couldn't care less. But you were saying that there's a place out here locally called Copper Smith Studios. They do what with ashes? Copper they, Moon. Copper Moon, I'm sorry. Yeah. Copper Moon Studios is out toward the airport, driving out that way. Free plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's right over by Garden Harvest Marketplace too, with the beer and the yes, sandwiches. Yes. But Copper Moon does—they can take your ashes of loved ones and make little like candle holders to necklaces, picture frames, little window windowsill decorations. And they can take ashes of your loved ones and put them in that, and you would have your loved ones for the rest of your life. And my wife just lost her uh, parents recently. Her dad passed a COVID back here in January. Her mom passed in October, non-COVID related. And that, but with her mom, they had some of her money that she was paying. You know, she got a senior pension and everything. And she, they, her and the sisters, they took a little bit of that money and they wound up. They, uh, they got a, um, a can. She got my wife got a candle holder made. And got a little window decoration of her mom's ashes in there and she's keeping a candle holder and then my daughter's got a little window decoration of her grandma busha and then the ashes are inside both things and that's something to remember them by for the rest of their life too yeah that was something i had no clue about so that was really neat to yeah. find out that's cool and then my wife with her dad they got they're talking about doing that too with the ashes her dad passing that they want to put something together a little knickknack to keep for the rest of his their lives too you know that's my cool. daughter can have her grandpa you know mm -hmm. and a little windowsill decoration with ashes in there my sister-in-law she lost her husband and she got he got cremated too and she took some of his ashes and she made a picture frame with the him and her together and his ashes are all around in the picture frame and, and that you know maybe if i pass too you know i tell my wife to hey put it together you know if you want to have a decoration of me candle holder or window thing or even have a necklace with the ashes carrying around yeah that's i didn't know they did stuff like that yeah i always always i was always under the assumption of uh i've heard of you know divvying up the ashes amongst you know the kins and that but never to that extent you know where you have a, a little keepsake with them that's pretty cool yeah i mean for the most part it was always you know just it, it's a bag inside of a box where you can buy an urn but that was always my assumption and it's like what do you do you know it's it's just one more thing you gotta haul around with you all the time you know if you move from house to house or if you end up moving into assisted living and you have to start downsizing or something you know it's just more stuff you actually have to worry about physically but little keepsakes and knickknacks and stuff like that necklaces picture for that's that's pretty fucking brilliant yeah, I no clue that even existed. So that was, yeah. <laughs> that that was one of those. Wow, that's fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> that's something down the road too. You know, if you're 
you know, Tracy, and that if, if any passing relatives or, you know, something to consider, maybe doing something like that, little keepsake necklaces or whatever. She herself comes from a very Catholic family, and they are all very pro-burial. Okay. Uh, she was very pro-burial for herself, and I was always pro-cremation, so we always kind of butted heads there, but she looked into it, looked deep, and we learned that uh, it's now okay with the Catholic religion. It has been okay for a little while. My uncle recently passed away, and it was the same thing. He always wanted to, he didn't even want anything. Uh, his big thing was he wanted the uh, the Catholic Mass for his funeral, which we did. And he wanted to be cremated, so. I mean, we, all they really needed was the death certificate. Unfortunately, with now's times, everything's backlogged and busy and hard to get, you know, everything just takes longer. So the funeral itself was like two weeks after his passing, two and a half weeks afterwards. But yeah, it, it, it was it was a brutal fucking mess, but it was beautiful because, you know, the gentleman that gave the eulogy was a longtime friend of Uncle Ken. We did, uh, just before the mass, it was just only an hour of visitation, that was it. And, you know, I barely got to say hi to my cousins, you know, Ken's daughters and, and Aunt Karen, the widow. and. Because that whole time, you know, that whole hour, we even got there early, was just people in and out the doors all, all damn day, you know. And, but that's, it's now okay with the Catholic religion, so now Trace is leaning it that way. So it's, now we just got to figure out what we want to do with our ashes. Yeah. And the, the, the question was, what's worse, the uh, me with the I don't care, you know, because fuck, I'm dead, I don't care, you know, <laughs> do what you want with them, or the I don't know. But the I don't know leaves the implication of you actually want something done, you know? No. Me, I really don't care. You know, use me as the ashtray. I don't care. To, you, you got a low spot in the yard. Dump my ashes down. Throw some potting soil and, and some grass seed. I don't, you know? Be a tree, huh? Be a, make me a tree. Yeah. Make like a tree and leaf. <laughs> <laughs> leaf, sorry. That was a joke. Hey, oh. <laughs> See, words are hard. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, I'm talking with my parents, too. I think my mom's leaning towards more cremation. And then my dad, he's dead set against cremation. He wants a burial. He wants a casket and everything. You said your dad wanted to do the mausoleum, right? Yeah, yeah. The he's, sealed vault? Yeah. He's got uh, he's got everything reserved out of Hills Cemetery where he, they'll be in a mausoleum and everything will be above ground. If I had to go see him, that it would be above ground. And then I didn't bring this up earlier. I'm gonna bring it up now that we're recording because oh, it's Lyman. pretty fucking stupid. No, can I creep you out about mausoleums though? Two things happen. It stinks in there. It stinks like death. And sometimes they leak. They leak. They leak <laughs> as the body decomposes. The caskets are sealed, and then the vault itself is sealed. Those gases have nowhere to go, so they have to find their way out. And with the decomposition of the body, it usually just kind of turns to a mush. Hmm. A lot of people get freaked out and upset and weirded out by that. It's just a thing. You just don't see it when it's in the ground because it's in the ground, you know? Right. But yeah, it's, it's one of those weird things. You're, you're buried in the casket and your body's underground and you got all the bugs that are coming in there eat your body yep. too. Yep. That's, yep. 
Good eating, protein. Oh, yummy. <laughs> grub, 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 grub. <laughs> but even cremation is, you know, itself. I mean, the, the body itself is nothing ash-wise because it all burns and disintegrates. What, what they do is what, what, what's left of the bones and teeth get ground up, put into a drum, and just get tossed around over and over again until they become pulverized amongst themselves and become ash. I have to do a Google search one day on full cremation and understand everything. I haven't looked too deep to inspect it and learn about it, but I guess there's like a water cremation now. They use water. I don't know if it's water jets or if it's just, I, I don't know, but just another way of doing it. I, I guess it decreases how much of the, the heat, you know, the whole global warming thing now, so. But yeah. There's a water cremation option now. What are your thoughts? What do you guys think? Feel free to hit us both up on social media. You can find me all over the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Reddit, uh, TikTok. I dick around on there. And if I can develop a following on Twitch, I'll start doing the podcast live on Twitch. At Scrooge468, S-C-R-O-O-G, 468, across the board. And you are a mishmash. What are all yours, sir? <laughs> <laughs> you got me on uh, regular Facebook, Ben Marcheski, uh, Twitter, Benjela12, Instagram, the Polish guy you love to hate. Uh, still not done yet with this podcast. Still wanted to elaborate, tell a quick mm -hmm. little story. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, had lost a brother-in-law a few years ago, and uh, he committed suicide and everything, and he... Uh, they wound up cremating him. They showed the body and then cremated afterwards. We all got to say our final goodbyes, see him in the physical form, and then he, uh, you know, they cremated him. And then I was telling Whiskey earlier that with the cremation, you know, one thing that my sister-in-law should do maybe would take the ashes. He liked to go ATV razor riding. He liked to go through the muddy hills and the campgrounds and everything go up to irish hills michigan and take some of the ashes and bury them out there something that he loved doing a paradise and fun thing for him to do as hobby and everything yeah that'd be really cool you know and then i would suggest anybody you know if they had something that they loved a passion you know make that as your final wishes you know hey put me over here I used to like going fishing, dump me in a river, or do something, you know, or... Billy Bass. <laughs> Take me to the river. Yeah. Put me in the water. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that that's a really cool thing. I, I thought that was actually really, really clever, really cool, really neat. Yeah. yeah that's a really good idea. I, I would hope that you'll actually do that. That would just go for a little ride and just sprinkle along as you go and... Enjoy the track, enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. That's that's very, very good. I mean, honestly, I mean, if you were a person that liked to travel and go to different states, even take that long cross-country trip from Ohio, go out to the West Coast, and go in each state and dump ashes, you know, in each state, you know. Hey, I've been in all the states, you know. You can do something like that. You like to travel, yeah. see America. Little ashes here, little ashes here. And she, she's asked, Tracy's asked me, you know, what, what if I just took you to Cedar Point and left you there? I, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's, 
I don't mean it as in I don't care, don't ask me. I mean, it's just... Yeah, you're not here no more. Yeah, I, I hearken back to the, you know, the, that's just my physical body. That's not me anymore. That's just, you know, I'm I'm with you. I'm in your heart. I'm in your soul, you know? Yeah. I come alive once you start talking about me. Yeah, you know? the, the, those fleeting thoughts where something happens and it just sparks a memory. That's where I'm at, you know? I don't need... You know, scoop up some powdered ashes looking like chalky milk mix, you know, that's, that's not, you know, that's, <laughs> that's not me, you know, yeah. just do what you want with that shit, you know, that, that, that's just leftover product, but that, that's me also not being very concerned with dying or the afterlife and shit like that, I, death isn't a thing that scares me, concerns me, worries me too much, not in a matter of preparation and and having, you know, wars in the water ready to go in case something happens. We are, we, we've got that going. We've got our living will and stuff. But uh, it's just, I mean, I could walk outside and get smoked by a truck, you know. It doesn't scare me. I'm not concerned with you know. When I turned 40, the joke I told my kids, and, <laughs> and of course, Trace is like, don't tell them that. I'm closer to the end than I am the beginning now. <laughs> but, I mean... You deal with it how you deal with it. You look at it how you look at it. I, you know, some people dread it, are afraid of it. Some people embrace it and welcome it. And I'm kind of right in the middle. I, it We're getting to our point now. We're going to be in our midlife crisis coming up. I, uh, Nufo G stopped by last night and we were talking. And the conversation of classmates came up. And th there's been a few that we've actually lost from the past recent years, you know. Uh, uh, a couple that were older and a couple that were younger and it's just it's weird to live that moment where you know classmates aren't supposed to die until you're like older you know and, and to be you know just in your low 40s and to see people like that passing away and not from murders or some atrocious accident or drugs just weird natural causes things that you wouldn't expect out of someone at that age you know it's just yeah, somebody went to school with I know just seen recently passed away had brain cancer. Wow, got him that Bob Sadoe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's like right around me in whiskey's age. Yeah, it's just we're all gonna die, so why worry about it? You know. Yeah. I mean, have all your preparations ready. You know, just know that it can happen, and just have things ready to go. So. One, the survivors aren't fighting amongst themselves over your estate. And two, make sure you're not fighting with the state over your estate. You know, it's, it's just, you want to make it the easiest possible. You don't want to spend all your time, one, grieving in sorrow and sadness, and then two, having to fight over things, you know. It's just, what are we going to do? How are we going to afford it? I want this. And Dad always wanted that for me. And... No, just have it all set, ready, and don't worry about it from that point, you know? We're all going to die. Now, do you have your living will? Mm hmm You guys got that? Yeah. I do not. Right now, me and my wife, we don't have it, but we're talking in the process of making one because we just brought that up recently, too, with her dad and her stepmom passing back in January in a five-day period due to COVID and everything, and we started talking about doing living wills and... I need to find out. I've heard my company can do a living will free 
I could go have one made and look into doing all that and decide what we want to do with our possessions here on Earth since we can't take our material possessions with us. Nope. You know. The Egyptians tried. Well done. <laughs> yeah. 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 I get the, the arcade game. The, the physical stuff, I don't... You guys can fight over that that, that dumb shit. That's, <laughs> I don't want to miss but, back, man. But as far as, like, uh, you know, the house... <laughs> <laughs> the house will be left to all three of them stuff like that and if they're under 18 it's all like in a trust you know um, but yeah after you know her aunt and uncle perished it was let, let's get the ball rolling on that and same thing through my company's union we were able to get that together and it was it wasn't free but it was cheap as fuck so you know we have a copy of it they have the original on file and then there's another copy that was sent to the company so they have it also so things happen, you know, you, you got all your uh, beneficiaries lined up in that, which we can change at any time. If I were to pass at an early age, my wife would be entitled to my 401k, of course, mm -hmm. and I'd get my, she would get my 20 year pension for my company. And that, and really overall, I don't have really no main possessions to, you know, for her to have. You know, my main things I got is I got music CDs, my library, and I got my colognes and oils, you know. That CD got, collection was impressive, though. Yeah. I was admiring that. that you got the whole fucking shelf wall. It was oh, alphabetized, too. Fucking beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I thought so. I didn't go look, but I had a feeling. I'm like, I should go look, but I, I'm pretty sure they are. <laughs> How else are you going to find them? Yeah. I yeah, got me, not, not to go way off topic here on this, but <laughs> my music collection, I got over a thousand some CDs and I got inspired by doing music collection through Whiskey Nick, because Whiskey Nick used to have the collection back in the day, in I the did. 90s, when we first became friends, 95, 96, and then I admired his collection. I got to get me a collection going like that, and I did, you know, and ever since, all the way till today, you know. Still buy a CD here and now, here and now, you know, every now and then. The era of burning your CDs at home really changed my collection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, going out to Allied Record Exchange, I'd like to sell these, please. And, uh, the, the GameStop before it was GameStop, GameStop for CDs. Take in 20 discs at $6. Yeah. <laughs> I told my wife, I said, if I pass away, <laughs> if I pass away at an early age, I said, I want you to take out the CDs that I enjoyed listening to. Take out Tupac, Eminem, uh, Aaliyah, and maybe the early R. Kelly, and give them to my daughter. You know, and down the road, if my daughter don't listen to the music I listen to, she's got her own little whatever kind of music's going to be in the future for that. Something that'll probably be garbage where we don't like, but she'll like it. <laughs> but I said, to, I said to my wife, I said, I want my daughter to have the Eminem and Tupac and Leah and all that for her to keep, keepsake, where she can remember, hey, this is what my dad listened to, this was the main things he liked, main music. But then the rest of the CDs, I would tell her, told her, take it over to Allied Records, see if they give you anything, make a deal with them, say, hey, I got over a thousand cds you know what would you guys give me give me a deal you know i can bring them in little bit by little bit 
and then I told her, I said, all the burnt CDs, they won't take them, course, you know, they just right. pitch them in the garbage. Yeah. But all the CDs that I bought, you know, take them in there and see what they would do for you, you know? Yeah. And that, yeah. That, and that, I don't know about donations or anything like that. I wouldn't really want to, like, donate to a prison or anything. If, you know, I don't know if they would do some shit like that, you know? Probably, but I don't know if prisons are... Well, right now, all the music is digital, mostly. You know, you just download it, and it, it you know. But, yeah, CDs and stuff, because, you know, shit, libraries are now going digital. Yeah. But prisons still have libraries and books and that, so I, that wouldn't be a bad idea either. That'd be a cool thing to do. I'm still old-fashioned. And, and I'm still old-fashioned. I can listen to CDs, you know. I don't do all the digital everything right on my phone. Oh, I'm not gonna listen to that. I want I want to listen to a CD, pop it in my car, and go. You know. I don't like it on my phone just for the simple fact that I change my phone too much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I I still don't change my phone enough. It's like two or three years, and Apple users are like, oh, every nine months I get the new one. <laughs> it's a, that's just too much work to to re-download all the shit, to reorganize it and, into the folders that you have it. I just, it's just too much fucking work. Yeah, yeah it's just pain in the ass, you know? Yeah. And then, like I said, if I die, my colognes and oils, if I were to die before my dad, I got quite a bit of oils and smell goods. I would maybe... <laughs> I love that we call them smell goods. <laughs> I, I would maybe honestly give the rest of them back to my dad. I would say, here, you can have them. You know, I have my wife to give them back to my dad here. You, you can have them. You can use them, whatever you want to do with them. You take them and you sell them or you give them to people you know. And that, it may be my wife's nephews or, you know, my wife's nephew and then my wife, her one niece. She's got, she's got a boyfriend in that, that where he likes to smell goods too. You know, you can guys. And then you guys could go and, uh go through them and pick out what you want what you don't want you know but then if I you know my I pat and if I'm still alive and my dad passes then then I die eventually you know I don't know what I would do with my oils honestly we'll take a break for a minute and we'll come back to keep it down we're back we are back welcome back to keep it down uh, I'm whiskey Nick we are here with the one and only from Like It or Not with Big Ben Shady. We are here with Big Ben Shady. You can find both of our podcasts on Spotify. We we're really hoping Labatt Blue would have stepped up and sponsored us, but they have not. But what we will do is keep drinking their beer. Because it's fucking delicious. Remember the old RG Bunker all in the family? You know, when he comes out of the bathroom, you hear the toilet flushing. Well, the old saying, you never uh, buy beer, you only rent it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Uh, yeah. Do you know why you have to go pee so quickly after drinking beer? Why is that? It doesn't have to change color. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, we are talking about, you know, what we do with our possessions and shit. I, it, looking around, it kind of slowly dawned on me, I got multiple collections of things without actually realizing I was collecting them uh, mostly because down here at Whiskey Nicks it's a sports bar and those two things alone lend yourself to sports paraphernalia I've got a shitload of 
team pennants and flags. Now, I assume their value is $12.38 amongst all 98 pennants I think I have. 98 or 108, the kids have tried counting, but I don't remember. I, whoever wants them, you know. I don't think they're much of value. Um, I've got, would we count 160 shot glasses over there on the shelves? And I'll, actually, the, that middle shelf over there came from uh, her grandmother. Uh, they were actually her grandfather's shot glasses from their house, so oh, wow. just the four, the two on each side were actually mine. So you never told me that story. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We, it was one of those things. They, they kind of had their own little bar down in their, you know, their home too. So after he passed, and she kind of wanted to start getting rid of them, that's actually their shelf, their glasses. I thought it'd be cool to add to the collection down here. But the only thing that might be valuable is my collection of all my my figurines, my Godzilla collection of all the different monsters from Legendary, uh, from Toho, from uh, Kong. So maybe those are worth something. A couple of those are high dollar items, but uh, I don't the booze. <laughs> I mean, go go through the booze at the party at the wake, you know. But as far as leaving anything behind, the only thing that would be valuable, valuable would be the house and the cars. And depending on how young the kids are, I mean, if God forbid they're under 18 and it goes to a trust, obviously sell the cars and put the money away and they're too young to live in the house. I don't know exactly. I think her parents would take them if we were both to die. And then, yeah, just sell the house off and just take the money and do what you necessary to, to raise them, you know, but... I, I've told the kids numerous times, if you find something out there in the world that you have to move away from us to, to do it, to go do it, to go be successful and good and happy, do it, you know, don't, don't anchor yourself here just for us, you know, it's a nice thought, I appreciate that, but don't anchor yourself somewhere that you're not going to be a success or happy, you know, go. I, I'd love to move away from this town, but she doesn't want to, and I don't really want to up and leave my kids when they're young. Yeah. I feel that too, you know, like, like you said, with your children and that. I, I told my wife, I said, if my daughter, you know, she gets older, she gets into herself to her career where she's got to move out of Toledo, you know, go for it. Yes. You go out west or something, or go live in Hawaii or something. Shit, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow you. You know, I'm gonna be a part of your life. You know, There's, if you're making good money and you're successful, hey, you, I'll come stay at your house. You know, I'll retire from my job and I'll go move out to be by mm -hmm. you. You know, if you're gonna have kids of your own and a family of your own, I'm gonna be where you're gonna be. You go down south to Florida, you're in Tennessee, you're in California, whatever. I'm going where you're gonna go. You know. Mm -hmm. You know, you pursue your career, don't stay in Toledo, because Toledo is a shithole. Oh, is it ever? And, uh, you know, if you, you know, you're going to make yourself a better life out west, down south, you know, I'm, I'm there, you know. I'm going to be a part of your life, be in your mouth, you know. Don't, don't ruin yourself just because this town has its own brain drain problem. The whole, it's not just Toledo, it's just whole nor northern part of the country you know it's just no one wants to deal with the shitty weather you know yeah. we, companies are moving out of this crap because it's shitty you know we can 
depressing. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. Uh, one of the, we're, we're getting away from the death thing here, but uh, the end of December, I took over some new routes at work. I took over work in COT, City of Toledo. So I'm doing the automated stuff now. And the neighborhoods that I'm in, and I'm seeing more and more of this city. Oh my God. It, you know, you always hear different things about cities. You know, don't go to this part of the town or don't go to that part of the town because it's shady. Toledo's the opposite. Toledo is go over to this part of town because it's nice, but the rest of the city is a shithole. You know, it, it's it's a damn shame to think that, to see that, and to, and to live here. It, it's just not a good place. It's just not conducive to a, a positive mindset, a positive environment, and it, it, it's just not good. I mean, you can sit and tell me it's my, me and my mindset and my outlook, but I'm seeing it, you know, every fucking day. The, the decisions made, the leadership in the city and the councils and all that, it just, this town sucks. This town just flat out sucks and it's just not getting better. And it's a damn shame, you know. I've, I've had my eye on, I always said if I could up and leave here, I would always go west, you know. Uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale, Mesa, somewhere out there in the desert area, maybe out just outside of Vegas or something. I really like that area. Again, I would like California weather-wise, but the politics and the prices. Florida, I'm not touching the humidity, no. <laughs> but the, the more I really think about it, uh, and I've actually been doing a little bit of research, Indianapolis is a really happening town. It's clean, it's well-kept, it's, they care. They actually care, you know, and it, you can see it. In the, ever since they had the Super Bowl there, for some reason, that, that Indianapolis is stuck in my head, you know. It, it, it's a smaller, cleaner St. Louis. It's, you know, you, you have my attention, you know. You, you still get the rough winters, but they're not as long. They're not as rough. You still get the hot summers. It's not as humid because it's right there in the Midwest. You know, you don't have all that moisture around you. We're right here on the Great Lakes, you know. So we get all that water sucked up, all that moisture sucked up, you know. Right in the heartland, right there, you know. You don't get as many tornadoes. We don't get many here either. But those high wind effects coming off the lakes and stuff like that, it's just right there in the heartland, you know. You're a few hours away from all the good stuff, you know, Chicago, Cincinnati, um, traveling west towards Missouri and that. Hell, you could work your way back towards Detroit pretty easily if you wanted to. It's a it's a good-sized airport. It'll take you wherever the hell you want to go. But, you know, she, she's anchored here because of her family and support system and stuff like that. She doesn't want to pack her bags and go, go separate and having to not have anyone to watch the kids if we want to do stuff, but... It's like, it's like my wife and that too, you know, I'd like to get the hell out of here. Nothing really holding me down here anymore. I got my mom and dad, but they would, if I were to move to a different city, I, you know, them, they would come and be with me if they needed to be and see, see my daughter and everything. But then our, our thing right now is to keeping us here still in Toledo is that my wife has got her sisters here, you know, mm -hmm. that's the kind of the obstacle that we can't jump over you know and who was the dipshit in this city that come up with the slogan you'll do better in Toledo <laughs> fuck that ain't nothing better in Toledo 
psychologically wise though this is where you and I are extremely close and parallel highly because of the only child thing yes we might not feel that tie as much that bond as strongly so yeah. for us to up and go somewhere else is a little easier we don't understand that I want to be with these people more maybe you know but going back to our topic of dying what happens when everyone starts to die off and you get older and it's just you guys you know yeah. I mean eventually you know I'm my mom's already gone six months out of the year my dad I don't see too much and he, he doesn't do much with the kids as it is yeah. what's gonna happen when you know her parents are gone in that what are you gonna do dear you know your your brothers and sisters have their own lives and there's stuff going on you what do we do, you know? Or our kids get older and they, they move away or something like that, or they're off at college somewhere else. I mean, do we stay here just for that, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I could easily transfer to another division, make make the same money, if not more, doing easy shit, you know? Right. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think too, you know, after my mom and dad die, I'm really not going to have any family on my side of the family because I'm not close with anybody. And that, well, your family's down Georgia. Georgia too, yeah. But yeah, nothing really here in Toledo. There are some relatives in Toledo, but I'm not close with them. Right. You know, it ain't no love lost there, you know. Same, yeah, same. I've got cousins and stuff like that around, but we don't do a lot with each other, yeah. I had an opportunity, 05, 06, I could have went to Georgia and everything and got set up with a life down there. And who knows how things would have been, but it wasn't meant to be. God had me here to meet my wife now, mm-hmm. you know, but 05, 06 could have been a nice opportunity to go down in warmer weather. I could have Excuse made, made a little Sorry. bit more money in my job and had a career and had a nice house. I could have met somebody down there. That could have had a family that had money, you know, and who knows how things would have been. But maybe down there, if I would have lived for a few years and things didn't work out, I've always could have came back here in Toledo. Too, it, you know? It's a fallback city. Yeah, it, it really is. It's not a, I mean, you either make a killing by working at Jeep or ProMedica. Yeah. What other options are here in Toledo? 19 years for me at Libby Glass. Good for you, though. I know, I know, I know. I, I'm knocking on 14 come uh, the end of July. 14 years at Republic. And we're just out of Erie, just across the state line. But it's just like... I'm not good. bashing my company. I mean, 19 years is pretty damn good. I yeah. Get insur- I get a pension. I get good insurance. You know, I'm on a straight shift. If I would have still been on seven day swing, I would have done quit a long time ago. But I got on a street shift. I'm happy with that. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna make a gay joke, but it's a great shift. But <laughs> it's great, yeah. I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cancel culture! Trying to get rid of Dr. Seuss. Make Pepe Le Pew a damn rapist. Have the, here's where we go really dark. I know we're getting push on time but here's where we go really really dark with that episode we didn't touch on this earlier it just kind of came to me and have we considered the thoughts of what we do with our children should they pass burials or cremations or that's tough i really think that she would push for burials for 
any, if not all three of them. Uh, I'm sure my daughter would be a burial too. It's just... I don't know how I feel mentally if my daughter passed so young. Dude, it, the, the images of the, of the half-sized caskets, the small caskets, is just fucking brutal. Just, just the fact that they have to build something like that is just so goddamn wrong. Uh, to me, that's the number one rule of life: is you don't bury your children. Your children bury you. you. God, I mean, if I buried my child, I think my mind wouldn't be in the right state. I think I would wind up being a suicidal watch for me. That would just be so, my mind would be just so destroyed losing my child at an early age. It, it took a good year to get over the uh, miscarriage we had. Your little, yeah, little I, boy. God, it just losing the child in general, you know. I mean, yeah, it was the boy that I wanted. And, yeah. But, it, God, just... My wife, my wife had the miscarriage too. Our little baby, she felt that was a boy. Yeah. And uh, that hit hard it, too. Yeah. It. Oh fuck. <laughs> he would probably be like five or six now. Amelia or my daughter's gonna be four, you know. Yeah. That's a rough thing. Y'all would have to be watching me suicidal watch. Go jump off the veterans, veterans bridge yeah. there. Cannonball. <laughs> Cannonball. <laughs> Trying to lighten that one up a little bit, but yeah, it, that's a rough one. Uh, uh, she would probably push for burial. I would be pro cremation, but I wouldn't argue. Yeah, that's not a fight that needs to be had. You know, I I'll eat that crow. That's fine. You want to bury the kids? We'll we'll have a plot. We'll have a spot. I'm okay. The situation's hard enough, you know. I'm not gonna fight you on that. It's just, oof. Um, go go off a little off the deep end here with this, but um, talking about cremation and that. The old story was that Tupac, when he died, they cremated him, and. Uh, the story is that half of his ashes got spread in the Pacific Ocean in California, and then the other half of the ocean, or the other half of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking words, man. I know. Um, the other the other half of his ashes, I guess, supposedly, there's the story that they were, used the ashes that the outlaws yeah. Rolled it up in the joint and smoked Tupac's smoked ashes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that Tupac would be living inside the, all the outlaws. And what have they done since he died? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Who knows? It's a. It was an interesting topic that we got on, and it, it, it was fun to go deep and have that personal conversation and have. have have those thoughts and had that conversation and we decided let's let's rehash it and put it out there for you guys so yeah yeah hope you enjoyed it hopefully it was somewhat entertaining i know it was it was a darker episode for keep it down and for for like it or not so 
Check us uh, both out on Spotify. Well, if you're listening to me, you're on Spotify. And if, since you're on there, check out Like It or Not with Big Ben Shady. He's got some really good shit out there. Yes. He takes you down memory lane uh, recently with a series of Make Wrestling Great Again. Yeah, I'm going to work on that. i got to get a part four coming. I've been hesitant with that. I'm just trying to get the final notes together with that and spew what I need to do with the. That's a fun one. It's yeah. a lot of fun. Definitely listen. And then you got a couple other episodes too where you go pretty deep and personal. Yeah, really. open up a lot. Yeah. Valentine's, birthdays. It's got some very good episodes. Take a listen. Yes. Once again, thank you very much for listening to Keep It Down with Whiskey Nick. I was your host, Whiskey Nick. We're here with Big Ben Shady. Hey, hey, hey. And you can find us on the socials. I'm at Scrooge468, S-C-R-O-O-G-468. I'm all across the board. Yes, sir. Uh, Big Ben Shady, Benjula12 on Twitter, and Polish Guy You Love to Hate on Instagram, and regular Facebook if you want. We'll see how long that goes. <laughs> Before you get banned. bitch ass. Uh, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> Speaking of death... <laughs> Uh, have yeah. a good night, everybody. Hey, Grim Reaper. Zuckerberg's still out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you later. Good night.